Critical thinking is the most important skill you can have when you're living in a world that seems to have lost its mind. Everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. In every episode, I'm exposing the logical fallacies being used by advertisers, politicians, influencers, news outlets, social media memes, and maybe even your own best friend. Warning, listening to this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey, what's up? Welcome back, guys. I am so glad you're here. Um, I'm going to start today's episode with a quick review of a fallacy that we have done before, and that one is the slippery slope fallacy. The slippery slope fallacy says that if we take this first step down a certain path, there is nothing to stop us from taking all the next steps as well. It's saying that if we allow one thing to happen, it will set off a chain of events that will end in catastrophe. If you have ever read the book series, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie, um, you have seen a very cute example of this fallacy. Typically, this fallacy is used, however, to point out a horrible ending or a catastrophe, um, and that is the slippery slope. So if you want to review this fallacy or hear more about it, go back and check out episode 11. Okay. Let's dive into our new fallacy today. It's another one with a Latin name, and it is called tu quoque. Those are two different words. Tu means you, quoque means also. So essentially, tu quoque is simply saying you too. So the tu quoque fallacy happens when you ignore or belittle someone's argument on the basis that they do the same thing they're telling you not to do. Or they don't do the thing that they are telling you to do. I like to call this the pot calling the kettle black fallacy or the three fingers pointing back at you fallacy. Because it's almost like you dismiss what the other person is saying by replying, well, yeah, what about you? Right? Little kids do this all the time. What, what, I know you are, but what am I? Or that kind of thing. So it's like this fallacy is is sometimes called the appeal to hypocrisy because that's kind of what you're doing is you're calling the person out on their hypocrisy. Here's an example of what that sounds like. Imagine Tony says, dude, don't bite your fingernails. It looks gross and besides it hurts. Alex says, well, who are you to talk? You've been biting your fingernails since you were six years old. Okay, do you see the problem here? The fact that Tony has been biting his fingernails since he was six years old has nothing to do with whether his argument is valid or not. So in this case, the fallacy is being committed by the listener who's ignoring the other person's advice because of what he sees as hypocrisy when really it could be wisdom. Think about it. Tony probably knows that it looks gross and hurts because he does it. So it, he might be a great person to take advice from. Just because the person does the thing they're telling you not to do doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. The person's personal hypocrisy, its that's a real thing, but that's not necessarily the thing that makes the advice good or bad. You have to actually look at whether the advice itself is good or bad. Now, from the speaker side, I think almost every president <laughs> has ever committed this fallacy or every person who has come into office of uh, some government position has committed this fallacy. When asked about the, just for example, when asked about the state of the economy, how often do we hear whoever the current president, president is blame his predecessor for how they handled the economy or whatever, insert whatever the position or the issue is. It happens all the time. And sure, of course, the prior administration definitely has an impact, but so often they're using a two quo quo fallacy to take the pressure off themselves and place the blame elsewhere. 
When it's used this way, the tu quoque is actually a combination of the ad hominem fallacy and the red herring fallacy that I talked about back in episodes seven and nine, respectively. So it's avoiding criticism by pointing the finger back at the other person as a way of distracting them from the original criticism, question, or argument that was asked. And here's the thing. It's a very commonly used fallacy for one simple reason. It works. People are so easily distracted these days, and they don't know how to ask good questions and think for themselves, that as soon as somebody says, yeah, well, what about you? They're instantly taken off track and they forget what the question even was. And now they're looking accusatorily at the other person. Here's another version of the two quoque fallacy. It's when someone claims that two wrongs now make a right. You've heard the phrase two wrongs don't make a right. Well, this fallacy happens when someone says that they do. That when someone claims that they were justified in treating them awfully because they treated, like, if I were to say, well, I'm justified in punching her because she punched me, right? This is not a good argument. You do not become any less guilty just because someone else also did the same thing. This is what people do when they get pulled over by the police for speeding and they argue when they get a ticket by saying, well, there were three other people going faster than I was. They should be the ones getting the ticket, not me. Okay, do you see how they're shifting the blame and avoiding the original issue, which was their speeding? So here you go. The question to ask yourself if you think you're facing a two quoque fallacy is this. Does that have anything to do with the original question or argument? Let me say it again. Does that have anything to do with the original question or argument? All right, that's it for today. Come back tomorrow and we will be talking about the genetic fallacy. Remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filter it through a brain cell.com or you can connect with me on Instagram at filter it through a brain cell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filter it through a brain cell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life. 